Donnie is on vacation, and so uh, you're stuck with me. So you'll be out of here in nine minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm excited. I, I am excited this morning. I'm excited um, to get up here this week and, and share with you some of the things that have just been on my heart. Um, I'm not a person who likes this, the whole stage talking in front of people. That's not my, my, my cup of tea. Um, but I would be a fool if I didn't take advantage of the opportunity to share with anybody um, about the God that we serve. And I hope that you guys feel the same way. Um, so before we jump in, let's pray together and then we'll get into this thing. God, uh, help me this morning. Help me to communicate clearly um, the words that you would choose. God, help us to take the truths that we find, um, God, and just and just plant those things in our minds so that we can use them forever. Um, God, you're awesome. We love you, and we pray this all in the name of your incredible son, Jesus. Amen. So the, the last couple weeks, as, as this has been approaching, I've been trying to prepare for this thing for like two months um, because it's preaching. And I don't even like wearing button shirts. And so, yeah. Um, but I've been really struggling. Um, I, struggling to, to find the words, to find the scriptures, to find the, the thought. To, I've been praying and asking God, God, what is the message that you want me to, to talk to your people um, through and about? And I just kept coming up short. So we were talking last week um, at our um, worship practice is what we call that. And, and so the worship team, and we were just sitting there talking, and I was kind of explaining this problem I was having. I just, I, I can't think of anything. And Jen said, you know what, we, this year's been tough, and I, I think we could really use some hope. Um, and so I couldn't agree more, and then that just started, like, stirring things in my, in my heart and my mind, because this year has been tough, and, and I think we can use some hope. Um, people have lost jobs. We've lost our, our sense of what is normal. Uh, maybe it means um, we don't see our friends or our family like we used to. Uh, some people have even lost loved ones. Um, as I, I thought about all this loss and the struggle, it kept driving me to that story of Elisha. Um, this is one of my, my favorite stories in the Bible period, but I love the Old Testament when we're in like Elijah and Elisha and, and, and just, yeah, it's just an awesome part of the Bible. And so if you don't know who these people are, you need to do some reading because you'll be excited and they're really cool stories. Um, but we're going to meet Elisha here, and, and he's in the city of Dothan. And in this city, um, he, he's kind of just kind of hanging out, but um, he's delivering these messages to the king of Israel. Uh, and the messages are, hey, there's traps being set, avoid these locations. And so all these traps are being set by the Arameans, and, and the king of Israel's kind of dodging them left and right. And they're like, how does he know that somebody must be telling him of our plans? And, and he, so he asked his men, hey, who's doing this? And, and one of them finally said, hey, it's that, that, that man of God, Elisha. And he's telling them exactly where everything is. I don't know how he knows, um, but he knows. And, and that's how they're able to, to, to dodge this. Um, and, and if it weren't for the words to Elisha, the, the, the people of Israel would have been taken. I mean, there's evidence that they can be taken, and they've been taken many times and been held captive by a lot of different people. Um, and so the next morning, Elisha's servant woke up, and he realized that they were surrounded. He's, like, making eggs and drinking coffee at the, the breakfast nook, and he looks out the window, and there's an army out there. And, and so, like, I think most people in that situation, he was frantic and ran to Elisha and goes, Elisha, what do we, what do, we do? Like, this is not an okay situation. And, and what Elisha's response is, like, the most mind-blowing thing. He says, 
That's okay. I'm not worried. What? What do you, what do you mean? You're like, there's an army. We're two people. I'm just your servant, and you're just like a prophet. You're not trained for battle. And, and so it's crazy to me. How is that your response? I look at everything that's kind of gone on throughout this year and just wished I could have, like, looked at it and been like, that's fine. I'm not worried about it. And, and even through the, the difficulties in life that we face, not even just in this past year, but all together, you run into these what seem like hopeless situations, and my response is never, ah, no, it's fine. It's just not. And, and so what I want to jump into today is, is what makes Elisha different? Why, why, is he, why is he so calm and cool in this moment? Um, and so we need to, like, first let's, the elephant in the room is that he was able to see these, like, invisible chariots of fire. Um, so I get that that seems like the big thing. Um, because he prays, God, open the eyes of my servant so he can see we're fine. Everything's fine. You've got this in control. But I don't think that that's the, the overwhelming confidence. I, I think that his confidence comes from um, believing three important truths about who God is. And so we're going to jump into those things. Um, the reason that God gave Elisha the knowledge of the Arameans' plans, the, the reason God called Elisha to be a prophet in the first place, and the reason there were chariots of fire surrounding him is because God has an immense love for his people. See, Elisha knew that God is loving. We see an incredible love of God all throughout scriptures. Through the many miracles that we see in the Old Testament and then in the New Testament, we're talking about the Jews again. Just look back at all the times that the Jews were, were saved from their enemies, not just their enemies, though, from, their, from themselves. Um, through the, through the, ultimately, through the sending of his, of his son Jesus to die on the cross for our salvation. If I listed every single example of God's love in the scriptures, we would be here for weeks. Um, so I'm going to jump to First John. And, and there, God's awesome, and he knows me. Um, so he has, and I, I know it's not just for me. I know some of y'all are like me. He put these scriptures in the Bible that are like, it's like the idiot's guide to, 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 to God and faith. And he goes, hey, I know that some of this stuff is really confusing, and, and Jesus likes to speak in riddles. He goes, I'm going to make it real clear for you. And so that's what one of this verse is. It's 1 John 4, 7 through 8. And it says this, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. See, Elisha didn't fear because he experienced the love of God and he's seen the many evidences of God's great love. But this verse doesn't just simply say that, that God is like really, really loving. It says that, that God himself is love. The very nature of, of God is love. God loved Elisha uh, through his victories and through his failures. God loved Elisha when he was obedient and even in his moments of disobedience. No matter the circumstances, God is still love. God's loving nature is not just reserved for, for people like Elijah who are prophets or, or for the king of Israel or even for the Jews themselves. Most of us know the verse John three sixteen says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him. Um, that's all-encompassing, isn't it? Whoever. The world. Are we all, we're a part of this world? Yeah. Okay. I, I know some of you are, like, maybe a little out of this world. Vaughn. Um... But, but, but that's all encompassing. That's everybody. That doesn't leave anybody out. Um, so the great love that gives Elisha the confidence not to waver in difficult situations is available for you and me as well. But not only that, there's more to Elisha's confidence. That's just one thing. See, God gave vision. He sent word. He mobilized.
baptized and he spoke. Uh, these, are, these are action words. Um, God is not sitting by idly while his servant is about to be captured. Through the whole account, God's working in and through his people because God is active. God's love is not just a feeling for his people. God's love is moving. Um, God, was, God was active in creation. He's active in the church today. And God will be active for eternity. John 6, 44 through 45 says this. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. And I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall be taught by God. Therefore, everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Just in these two short verses, we see that God sent Jesus, that God draws people in, and that he was teaching. There's evidence throughout the scriptures just like this, that God is at work from the beginning to the end. And he isn't just, just out working in some people's lives, right? He, he has offered his indwelling spirit to everyone who would choose to obey and follow him. Acts 2, 38-39 says the spirit is for everyone that God calls to himself. That means that God not only created you and died for you, but he will live in you and guide you each and every day. But again, it doesn't stop there. That's just two. Elisha found his calm and cool in knowing that the active and loving God that he served is also the same God that commands armies of flaming chariots. He is a God who, who in Genesis spoke every living thing into creation just by his words. He froze the sun in the sky. He sends pillars of fire from the clouds. He splits seas in half. He turns rivers to blood, and he sends food from heaven. God is powerful. He's ever-present, and he's all-knowing. God is able. See, Luke 137 says, For nothing will be impossible with God. God is not limited by anything. Uh, there's no end to his power. The God of the universe who deeply loves the people he created is actively working in and through them with his unlimited power. And I want to read it, that again because I think this thing needs to, to sink in. The God of the universe who deeply loves the people he created is actively working in and through them with his unlimited power. See, recognizing those truths is what gave Elisha the confidence that he had. He believed that God is loving, he believed that God is active, and he believed that God is able. And that's what gives us hope. That's where this hope comes from. And I'm not talking about the kind of hope where you're, you're unsure and you're just doubting through the situation because you, you really don't believe that you'll ever receive your desired results. I'm talking about a hope that only comes from God. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about a hope um, that you can rest in confidently, because the outcome will be exactly what God said it will be. Uh, the promise of eternal life, forgiveness, love, victory, and so much more. That is the hope that gave Elisha the calm in the midst of the chaos. That is the hope that gave, that gave Daniel um, the courage in the lion's den. And that is the hope that gave Moses the strength to lead. Uh, and that same hope is available um, for us in all of these trials of life. See, we need, to, we need to recognize that God still sits on the throne. It wasn't that he used to be the king. He's still the king. He will always be the king. Um, and he's in control. He is loving. He is active. And he is still able. And he will see us through. And, and see, we can see these things all around us. If, if you want evidence um, of God's love, look at the people in this church who, who share the love of God. If you want to see God's love, look at, look at all the times that God's forgiven you for your sin. Uh, if you want to see God's love, look at the cross. Where, where Jesus laid down his life because he loves you. If you want to see evidence of an active God, look at the way he's moving through the ministries of our church. Uh, look at the baptisms and the commitment.
commitments that are being made because God is drawing people to himself. Um, talk to other Christians. Listen, just listen to their story. Listen to what God's done in their life. Share your story. We absolutely underestimate the sharing of our testimonies. Um, it is powerful. Uh, recognize the things in Sunday school and in the sermon that, that stick out or apply to you. God's trying to speak to you. And listen to the Holy Spirit's nudging and conviction in your heart. If you're looking for signs that God is able, read the scriptures and see all the incredible things that he's done. See how God is still providing for the church and the people in the church in the midst of a pandemic. Uh, take a second and look at all the, the beautiful things that God's created. There are evidences all around us. Um, all we need to do is take a second to look. So in closing, I told you it's going to be short. Uh, we, need, we need to remind ourselves of these truths every single day. And they're three simple truths, and they're very powerful things. Um, this year has been tough. But guess what? There's going to be more tough years. Um, there are bad news. There's going to be more tough times. Um, but we were never designed to go through those things alone. We were. God's there, he, and he's always been there, and he wants to walk through the trials of life with us. We get to walk through those trials with the God of the universe, and it's because of that reality that we have hope. So remember, God is loving, God is active, and God is able. And it's going to be okay. Don't give up hope. Um, let's pray together. Uh, Father God, we just we thank you for the hope that you provide. God, we thank you for your love. We thank you for just the, the knowledge that you are active in the world. God, we thank you for um, just the incredible, incredible ability that you have to do anything. Um, God, we're so blessed that you want to walk through this life with us. Um, God, you're, you're, you're just awesome. God, we thank you so much for your son, Jesus, who offers us, who's made a way for that hope. God, he's given us um, freedom and and just a, a tangible feeling of, of that love that you have for us. God, we, we just thank you for the many blessings that you give us. Um, God, to help us to, to, to just keep these things grounded in our mind, God, so we continue, continue to use them as ammo, um, God, in all the trials and, and tribulations of this life. God, we thank you for your love, and we thank you for your son. It's in his name we pray. Amen.